Those other podcasts keep telling the same old stories over and over. Nobody cares about the swerve, bro. We provide you with new content. Now this is fucking entertainment. TMA Studios. It's what you want. Live from TMB Studios, you are now locked on to the Snowball Wrestling Network. Now, here is the host, the one, the only, Caleb Snowball! What's up everyone, it's me, Caleb Snowball, back here with another edition of the Snowball Wrestling Network. Thank you so much for joining me here. I'm sorry that we didn't get you uh, a new episode last week. Uh, we had some scheduling problems and everything like that. But I promise you from here on out, we are going to bring you every single Sunday SWN, the Stovault Wrestling Network. Come hell or high water, we will do it. And we've had a lot going on and everything like that. I want to thank each and every one of you who tuned in uh, to this very special interview I did with one Jacob Ryan, uh, that was amazing. I got a great response from everyone. A lot of you still haven't even checked it out, so please check that out. He got a lot of stuff off of uh, his chest about the internet, and we had some fun, you know, talking about pro wrestling uh, and everything like that. But let's go ahead and let's bring in the man. Chris motherfucking Dickens. Chris, what is going on, my man? What's up, Stovall? What's up, SWN? Stovall Wrestling Network back on the air. Yes, we will be coming each and every Sunday from here on in. I promise as the head of TMB Studios, it's going to happen. We're going to make it happen. You can take my word as gold, even though some people will tell you I lie through my teeth half the time. It doesn't really fucking matter. It's going to happen. SWN will be on the air on TMB Studios, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, each and every Sunday. Yeah. <sighs> it's going to happen. Out of and breath already on that one? What? Out of breath already on that one? Yes. And I'm, I'm, y'all, excuse me, if you hear this or this... I'm eating and drinking. Kiss my ass, Stovall. I run the company. Oh, uh, well, okay. Well, then I'll let and you And I bought you some, too, so shut the hell up. Hey, guys, I actually bought something for some, for somebody that works for me. Uh-huh. Put, that, put that in your pipe and smoke it. Those right. who said, uh, well, Chris didn't pay nobody. I just paid him. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, yeah, yeah. We've got the ever delicious uh, Taco Bell here in front of us. Yes. So, um, and he took my sauce. I think. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. okay. Well, yeah. So we're. I'm gonna take control of this before we completely lose control and everything like that. Tacos make you lose control, dude. That is going to like. Yeah. Damn it. That's done. All right. Done. Go. Yeah. So. Uh, here we go, though. Let's get on with it. Uh, let's not waste any more time. I think they've waited long enough. So let's yes. talk about yours, mine, and everyone on here's favorite subjects, pro. That's right. Pro wrestling. Of course, we started off with, you know, what's going on in the world of pro wrestling, you know, meaning the big leagues and uh, and everything like that. But I'm, I'm going to make a little confession here on this show, uh, Chris. 
uh, something that I actually never thought I would say. But, um, you know, if, if anyone, you know, comes up to me and asks me, uh, what is going on today or, or what are you, what are your thoughts? I should say on what's going on with WWE right now and everything like that. I'm going to make a little confession here. I have not watched WWE in weeks. I have not watched Raw. I have not watched SmackDown. I have not even watched NXT. Which all right, is pretty terrible because he usually is a big NXT fan. I, I I am. I and and I still am. Like I mean, like I like a lot of their past vid. I still say they had probably the uh, the pay per view of 2018, which was yeah. um, Takeover New Orleans. Mm-hmm. That was. I mean, that was something WrestleMania should have been basically. But uh, you know, we digress. But I have not watched it, and, and it's funny because um, on my Facebook I posted something uh, about AEW being like one of the greatest pay per views I have seen in years, mm-hmm. and it was. It was from top to bottom. But someone decided to comment on there. Uh, well, you must not watch much wrestling. Hmm. Wow. You hear my stunned silence right now, right? <laughs> I think the whole audience on this podcast is sitting at home or wherever they are with their jaws gaping open like, Caleb Stovall, don't watch wrestling? Or much wrestling. That's all he fucking watches! Is it, no, no, no. He's, he's, he's not. He didn't just have a random spaz attack there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> he, he legit is correct. I don't watch normal television. I'm no. not afraid to admit that. I watch wrestling. I watch MLW. I watch Lucha Underground. I watch old episodes of TNA. I watch definitely watch old episodes of WCW. The Name man it. has a freaking, um, what is it, a subscription service to the WWE Network. He has a subscription service to the fucking, uh, what is it now, the Impact Network? I don't know what it's called anymore. Impact, Impact Plus. Plus. He has a subscription to that. He has a subscription to New Japan Pro Wrestling World. Yes. Okay? He got, he's got the Ring of Honor Honor Club. For yes. Christ's sake, do I need to keep going? He has subscription services to damn near. I, Jim, Jim Cornette's coming out. Jim Cornette's coming out. He has subscription service to every fucking wrestling promotion there in the damn United States and all over the fucking world. Oh, oh, uh, hey, Jim. Uh, how he loves pro wrestling more than fucking Tony Schiavone loves the Braves. That's saying something. That, that that's that, that 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 truly is saying something, but it's for, true. For somebody to say that Caleb Stovall doesn't fucking like professional wrestling, you must not fucking like your life, or you have a terrible one at that. I don't know. I was just I, I, like I said. Either I that, just, or you can't work, fucker. One or the other. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Jim Cornette's going now. Okay, well, well uh, I'm sure. God, please bar the. Fucking doors! I do not want to hear. Okay, no more Jim Cornette today. Well, eh, 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 I fear. But anyways, <laughs> um, yeah. So, but it's true. Yeah, someone commented on that. This, this is how much I watch wrestling. I watched the WCW 2000. That's saying through, something. Whole way through, didn't turn it off. That's saying something. It was so bad, it was entertaining. That's saying something right there. I know, right? So, yeah, that should show you how much of a wrestling fan and how much wrestling uh, I watch. But I have not watched Raw or SmackDown. Because the minute Brock Lesnar 
rolled his right. happy ass down that rampway to grab the Money in the Bank briefcase, I legit hit the back button on my goddamn PS4 controller. I yeah, was that pissed off. When you've got people leaving the arena when they see Brock Lesnar come out, that should tell you something about your product. I'm not right with you. I haven't watched WWE really except for like a couple of glances here and there. My family watches it, but they feel the same way that the product is kind of stale. I might take a look at it here and there. Well, yeah, like I'm watching it. Yeah, I'll see like the Facebook post, and, and I'll go ahead and, and be the first to admit that the Bray Wyatt segments are the thing that is saving it right now because those things are amazing, except the muscle man dance. Someone, Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. The greatest yeah. creation ever, though, is Devil Vince. <laughs> I love this, it. This is very true. But, no, I, I, I like the Bray Wyatt segments. Again, my thing is, is which I know they're already going to run into, is... How the fuck is that going to translate to the ring? How's that going to translate to a wrestling storyline? It's great for these like little vignettes and everything like that, mm-hmm. but how's it going to translate into a storyline? It's not. We don't know how he's going to wrestle now. We don't know what he's going to do. Like, is and the puppets help him? Are the puppets going to be a part of the gimmick now? Are the puppets going to be a part of the? Oh my god! I, I feel like I'm about to, you know, be like Tony Schiavone. Oh, get real. <laughs> brain anyways no but yeah that's been the only thing that's been entertaining and but then you go and you look at the product right now and it's got that 24 7 title which to me is the dumbest fucking thing in my opinion okay has it made for some entertaining vignettes or you know promo things that they do for social media yes in hey, fact John Brewer Antron Brewer, when he was when he opened up the door and it was him, yeah, I know that was great. I I even laughed at it, but that's it for me. And and, hey, but I'll say this: I saw a promo video last week of Drake Maverick parroting "Taken," the (laughs) the phone call scene from "Taken," and it was him, and he was like, he was like, "I will find you, and I will pin you." (laughs) <laughs> and then on the other side of the line you just hear good luck dog <laughs> so I'll admit that and, and, and those guys are generally funny I, I, I'm i not going to take away from them and everything like that mm-hmm. but then let's actually look at the title itself okay you've got guys chasing after it you've got Cedric Alexander in that shit and he looks like a moron. Yeah. And I, I love Cedric Alexander. He he was one of my favorites to watch here on the Independents. I had the uh, privilege to see him and Anthony Henry and Flatline and everything like that. And and he rose uh, in PWX. Yes. That's where he really made a name. And that and PWX got put on the map. Um, Cedric. Yeah. So I'm not going to take anything away from Cedric. That's not what I'm saying. But when you've got him falling all over his feet and everything like that, and you've got all these guys just chasing this title, they look like idiots. They generally look like morons. It looks like the Three Stooges bits back in the day. Like it's – I just – someone's got to explain it to me. I I don't see it. First of all, I swear someone in that creative – Listened to Bruce Pritchard's podcast 
right? They listened to something to wrestle with, and they heard that whole interview about um, the hardcore title, mm-hmm. and they probably went, hey, let's do that again, only we can't do it that because we're in the PG era. Hey, let's make a PG version of the title, and let's make the ugliest title possible yeah let's go grab this generic boxing title that you can get on the internet when we already have too many titles that don't mean shit in the first place exactly your wwe championship doesn't even mean that much no the wwe championship still does but that universal title that means shit no it looks like a goddamn like mid-card title seth rollins is carrying it around like a mid-card title I don't see any relevance or importance in that title. I'm, I'm sorry. I just don't. The New Japan IWGP US Heavyweight Championship means more than the universal title. Think about that. Think about that for a second. That's supposed to be your brand's top title, and it means shit. It yeah. means jack shit. Yeah, and oh God, I can't even talk about WWE without getting upset. I mean, it, it's it, just ridiculous. And, and, and here's the thing: if your name is not, if your name is not Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, or Ronda Rousey, they don't know what to do with you. Tell me that. Tell me that that doesn't look like that in WWE. It does. Someone, someone, if 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 if, if you can convince me, please. Message the SWM Facebook or, or comment when we post this episode and everything like that. And please show me an instance where they actually give a shit other than Roman Reigns, Ronda Rousey, or Brock Lesnar. Well, Kofi Kingston. Okay, look how long it took Kofi Kingston to get in that slot. And it only and the only reason he got there was because he got the reaction he got at Elimination Chamber. And that speaks to the volumes of the fans. It if does. the fans speak up, they'll listen. But we spoke up about Roman Reigns. We spoke up about Brock Lesnar. And we spoke up about Ronda Rousey. And what does Vince McMahon do? Shoots every fucking body down. It does. And I read a report the other day. I saw that Becky Lynch, is she losing her momentum? Yes, she's losing her momentum. And I'll tell you exactly why. It has nothing to do with her. All right? And what it has to do with... Was you had to, you needed to book one match for WrestleMania. That was it. You needed to book one matchup. Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. That was it. No, no need to put anything else in it. No need to put any asterisks. No need to do anything. You needed to do one match. Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch. You did not do that. You had Charlotte Flair coming in from a helicopter that made no fucking sense. That was halfway outside the goddamn stadium. Doesn't make any sense. So you have that, and then you don't have Becky go over clean. You had controversy to it. Was it planned or was it scripted? I don't fucking know. Who fucking cares? The point is you didn't have her win clean. Therefore, she cannot m- maintain that momentum. No. The momentum is gone at that point. And, then you and I'll be honest. I thought Kofi Kingston kind of stole some momentum yeah, too. He did. I think that's but, what it happened. Here's, here's the biggest thing about this. Is uh, a couple of mistakes WWE's making with Becky Lynch. Number one, you revealed her fucking relationship with Seth Rollins. You instantly took away any credibility she had as the man, uh, in my personal opinion. 
That, it just, I, that, yeah, it shows that, a different side of her that we didn't need to see. We don't need to see the personal side of Becky Lynch. And, and, and what does she look like she's going back doing? What did I say about her originally that I hated from the start? Smiling and waving to the fans. and Exactly. Shit. And, and now what is she doing? Smiling and waving to the fans. So Stupid. yeah, exactly. So you so you just you just substituted something for something else, basically. Yeah. And here's the other. And thing. when she was that heel, she didn't smile. No. Or or if she did, she had this like cocky a smirk, a cocky smirk. And I love that. And I and that's what we wanted to and see. And that's why she was getting it. But then when she got all of the you know fans and everything like that. Then she she went right back to it. Yeah, and here's the other big thing, and this is what I don't like about WWE and their complexes. You brought up Charlotte Flair coming into WrestleMania in a helicopter. They're trying to recreate Ric Flair's career through her through his daughter, and and it's not making any sense. Okay, I give Charlotte her props. I do. Charlotte and Sasha Banks had tremendous matches. Yeah, I was about to say, I can't take... Because, dude, I thought her and Asuka was amazing. But here's the thing. Here's what I see. Fucking Charlotte has had her time in the spotlight. Mm -hmm. If you're utilizing her as uh, a way to enhance talent, like Ric Flair did back in the day... Which made tons of stars because Ric Flair knew how to make stars. It's not the same. Charlotte does not work the same as her dad. Charlotte, when she comes in, she takes away from the people she's working with. She doesn't elevate them anymore. I've not seen her elevate any talent in a long time. Mm, well, yeah, it's been, it's been quite a while. And, uh, I, you know, the money in the bank thing I, I go back to that right when you had bailey yeah i thought kind of we missed an opportunity there to kind of do something completely different and out of the blue i thought i thought man what if they had bailey cash in on becky mm-hmm. it would it would have been perfect but instead she's still going to be the huggable one and everything like and, that and lacey evans is going to botch her own damn and here's the thing is the whole thing with bailey winning the money in the briefcase and then Winning the there title. was legit when she won that, and 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 they were calling for her to cash it in. They so there was legit fire um, yeah, under that. So but WWE did that as a means of making amends with this whole women's tag team thing. Well, which we're gonna get to that uh, in just a second because we do need to talk about that because this situation has gotten. I don't want to say out of control, but there's so many rumors. There's so much bullshit going on uh, around about mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, I I don't know if Sasha Banks and Bailey necessarily laid on the floor like that in protest. I don't really see how that's going to accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't think they did that or anything. But could they have been upset? Probably because they're sitting there thinking, you know, we have an opportunity to elevate the – the women's, you know, division to truly give it a women's evolution. And you're going to flip the titles around just like that. I really haven't seen anything with the women's tag titles in a quick bit. Because they're on the Iconics. They're on the Iconics and all they're doing is just beating up jobbers. And and here was the problem that I knew that they were going to run into in the first place. It is the same exact problem that TNA ran into when they tried to do the women's knockout tag matches. They didn't, um, or yeah, women's knockout tag matches. 
They don't have enough women. They don't have enough tag teams. And then when you try to throw in two women, you think, okay, there's probably chemistry there. No, that's not how it works. You know, so that's the problem. You don't have a big enough roster to make this work. No. So, but no one took that into consideration, I bet. They just thought, hey, we need we need to do something to get everyone talking about. And that's another thing that really irritates me a lot of the times when I watch wrestling. Don't tell me every single minute something happens that this is a special moment. This is a special moment in time. We're making history. We're, we're doing this. We're doing that. We're doing this. No. When NXT was making its rise and everything like that, when NXT was making its rise and the women were truly doing the women's evolution, you were getting the women's Iron Man match, you know, with um, Bailey and Sasha. Mm-hmm. You had that incredible, incredible matchup with Becky and uh, Sasha that to me is one of the best. It is one of the best women's matches in history. Yeah, to me it was. That was in NXT, right? But here was the thing. At the time, did you notice something? No one told us that there was a revolution going on there. Mm -hmm. It was we watched it and we were in tune with the story that they were telling. But instead, when when they go up to the main roster and they want to do that women's evolution pay-per-view, they were talking about, this is a revolution and everything like that. But yet I'm not seeing stories to follow. Yeah, it's not making sense. And the only reason why they did that pay-per-view was to reconcile with the women because they couldn't go over Saudi Arabia. Well, that too, and I'm, I'm, and we're going to get into that, trust me. And yes, I will get into that. But, you know, I, I want to go back to that women's evolution pay-per-view. You know, the thing that I kept going back to with that women's evolution thing was notice how all of the current women were on the mid-card and then Nikki Bella was on the fucking main event. Yeah. Like she was the cause of the women's evolution. And and then, for that matter, who the fuck said Ronda Rousey was the cause of that? I'd love to know. I'd love to know when wrestling fans dubbed her that. Because WWE seems to think that. that they, just yeah. said, they just sent out that documentary. And it's like it's like uh, she's like she's like I I I'm no like I'm one of the main reasons that that this is happening. I'm like no, you fucking aren't. I I don't give a shit what anyone says. No, she isn't. She might have been in UFC, but not here. That was done by Sasha Banks, Bailey, Becky Lynch, and Charlotte. To her credit, yeah. the four horsewomen, Shanna Baszler down there is killing it. I think, and you know stuff like that. So I, I don't know. It's just it it it's just ass backwards. I mean, the more we talk about it, the more we get pissed off. So we might as well we just do. move on from it. I, I, I do, but here's you know, and I'll get to that a little bit later on uh, and everything like that. But yeah, I, I have not watched WWE, although. We mentioned the Saudi Arabia thing, and mm. they had the Super Showdown uh, this past uh, Friday. Yeah. And um, I did watch some of that because I was at work, and there's nothing to do. So, why not? Um, but I watched it, and I only watched – I didn't get to watch much of it. Um, 
But I saw the botch fest. Oh. That was Goldberg and Undertaker. And it, I, I can't believe I'm using botch fest and Undertaker in the same sentence. Well, see, this thing has been blowing up all over social media, all over the dirt sheets. You, you can't go to any kind of dirt sheet website without seeing something about Goldberg and Undertaker at Super Showdown. Uh, it started with watching it, okay? Yeah, fucking botch fest. Undertaker botched the tombstone. He botched the tombstone! Or did Goldberg not tuck his head? Either way, somebody botched something. Yeah. And it and caused it to where Goldberg was pretty much knocked, dazed, and loopy. Uh, well, here was the thing. Um, Mr. Intensif- Mr. Intensified Dumbass backstage decided to bust his own head open on the fucking doorway. Remember, like, like, like you saw him, like, ah, you know, before he made his entrance, and that was why he was busted open before he even went out. Stupid. So, he was already dazed and everything like that. He probably had a concussion just from that. So, so right there... They don't make the doors the same like they do in the United States. They're actually made a ship that actually won't fall apart. Yeah, uh, so I, I, I don't know I don't know what he was thinking, but then again, why did he punch his own arm through a glass window in, in 99? Yeah, he put himself out of commission for almost six months. Yeah, I forgot about that. Almost, no, almost killed himself. Like, like, like he could have, like, he hit an artery... That could have bled out. Like, that's how dumb it was. Makes me think of Vince Russo's over there writing this shit. Yo, you're going to bust your head against the door, and we're going to wrestle The Undertaker. It's going to be huge. How did you get Russo and Dusty Rhodes in the same breath there? I don't know. You literally just went, you literally just <laughs> tried to go, bro, God damn it, and then you went... <laughs> Spit take live on SWN. Wow. Never, ever, ever do that when I'm taking a drink. Ever. I didn't know your dumb ass was going to do that. I didn't know your dumb ass was going to do the bro thing. Sorry, folks. We had some uh, technical difficulties due to spit. Anyways. Hey, uh- my fucking equipment. I don't care. I'll spit on it if I want to. That didn't sound right. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So let's just keep it going uh, with the match. Uh, yes. <laughs> anyway. Goldberg versus Undertaker. Yeah. And so yeah. So he was already busted open when he comes out and everything. So he's already dazed and everything like that. And then just from then on, the two had no chemistry. There, there was no. nothing you could tell that these two didn't just. Yeah, you could even look at Taker's face and tell that he was frustrated. Oh, you could tell that when he when he um when the three count happened, he was like, like yeah, because was, that wasn't planned. He had to end the match early. Well, then yeah, but then to make matters worse, Goldberg tries to do the fucking jackhammer, of course, and can't get him over because he's already like he can barely stand as it is. I didn't know and Goldberg so, could get anybody over to begin with. Okay, well, point taken. But yeah, no, he seriously he could yeah, he not. He didn't, ha- he didn't have enough strength to put him up in the jackhammer, and he dropped him on his head. Yeah. He dropped the Undertaker on his goddamn head. 
I, I mean, dude, I the Undertaker needs to retire. Goldberg just needs to stay away from wrestling. I don't care how much amount of money it is. Stay away from fucking the business. And then to make matters worse, he comes online and apologizes and says he disappointed the fans. Uh, you disappointed a lot more than that, bro. I don't give a shit. I didn't care about you wrestling Undertaker anyway. It wasn't a big deal to me. Yeah. You know, you're not staying, motherfucker. Uh, and, and for that matter, to make it even worse, it's posted all over uh, the internet that these two had a big heated altercation backstage. I'm sure they did. I'm sure they did. Because you think those two... Again, Goldberg doesn't work well with... People. He doesn't work, period. Well, I mean, that's true. Like, in WCW, you know, that was his problem. He literally didn't want to lose to anyone. Yeah. And the only time that he did was when, you know, they said that it's time for the street to come to an end and everything like that. And he didn't care, of course. But then it was like, from then on, it was like, nope, I can't lose to anyone. I'm indestructible. And that's what he said to WWE before he got hired. That's why he didn't get hired right away, because he was like, I'm not going to get beat by anyone. And they're like, well, thanks for coming. You exactly. Know? Because everybody gets beat in WWE. Yep, doesn't matter who you are. So, you know, it's just, it was terrible. And then there was, you know, but there was sad video, too, of, you know, Goldberg on the outside collapsing. That was very sad to see. Um Taker is one of my all-time favorites. I don't give a shit when anyone says that man is to be respected and everything like that. And by the way, I find it funny, you know, about all of the scripted promos and everything like that. When The Undertaker on SmackDown or Raw, I, I, I don't even know which Who cares? one. It was on but it, when he did the promo, it was a great promo and stuff like that. And I, I just would love for one of those motherfuckers back there to be like, here, Taker, we, we wrote your promo. Because I'm going to look at that. You do not give that man a promo to read. No. He does not need your help. That's just like giving Mick Foley a promo to read. He can't fucking remember half of what is written in the fucking paper. Let him run off his own mouth. That's what you should do with everybody, though. You can't sit there and put yourself in that character's position. That's what these guys do not do. They can't fathom what it's like to be Finn Balor, AJ Styles, Taker, anybody. They they can't fathom that. You, you can't do that. The only person that can do that is your talent. You can give them guidelines to the direction that you would like them to go. But other than that, let them run off their own mouth. Let them run off their own thought processes. That's what makes wrestling so great. Yeah, it is. It's 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 literally the physical form of whose line is it anyways. Yeah. And, and it's all improv. And I don't know if you were going to cover this or not. I don't even know if you know about this, about Velveteen Dream and what he had to say about the whole situation with WWE. Velveteen Dream, no. Yeah, okay. So Velveteen Dream decides to come on an interview. I don't know if it was on a podcast or on his own social media. And make the claim that Vince McMahon is not the reason why WWE is failing. The writers are not the reason why WWE is failing. It's the supposed superstars that's the reason why WWE is failing. Because WWE is a television program and the people who are portraying the characters are not doing their job. Oh, 
boy. Excuse me, fucking Dennis Rodman 2.0. Um, <laughs> what the fuck do you know about professional wrestling? Yeah, you do a great job in the ring. You give the greatest look when fucking uh, don't know Rick, it. Don't know anybody know anything about wrestling, man. Like that's what he. What's what you said? You yeah, know, for, at for, the damn. Um, Tough enough. And you're not even saying it's wrestling. You said it's a television program. Yeah, it's a fucking television program based on pro wrestling. God, Tom Rad Thompson just came out of me. Um, Oh, my God. Chat me up on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but I'm not going down Seriously, seriously, okay? Velveteen Dream, what do you know about Anything to do with WWE. You're stuck down in NXT. You're Triple H's bitch. Okay? That's number one. You're mm. never going to make it to the main roster because Vince McMahon doesn't see anything in you. And if this is your way of sucking up to the boss, well, man, you, you got to put more chapstick on and kiss his ass. Haven't you watched WWE in the past? Well, you're not doing yourselves no. any favors in the locker room. No. That's the place that I would probably not want to piss anybody off. Exactly. You've done alienated yourself from the entire roster with your comments, and you have no clue as to what you're even dealing with. You're making r absurd comments that it isn't the writers, it isn't Vince McMahon, it's the people who are in charge. They're not even portraying their own characters. They're portraying a character... That somebody wrote something for them to portray because that's what they think the character is. They don't know the fucking character, just like you said. They don't know the character like the person portraying the character knows the character because the character is a reflection of their own self with the volume turned up. That's exactly what it's supposed to be. That's what gimmicks have always been uh, and everything like that, except in WWE. You know, the, the biggest case... Obviously, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm -hmm. That was, you know, the greatest thing. But do you think anyone ever told Austin what it is? Do you think anyone scripted Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass? No. That, what, that never came to anyone's mind in WWE. They, they all went, what? Like, like, they had never heard anything like they that. They freaked out when he first said that. Because they thought, oh shit, we're going to get backlash and everything from that. And then what do you know? He becomes the biggest star of all time. Yeah. And it's, but you can't do that if you're constantly being told what to say. I mean, you can tell scripted promos now. It's just, oh my God, they got to get their corny lines in. They got to get all of this in. And if, and if you really, here's where, you know, we're talking a lot about WWE right now, and, and we're bashing, you know, a lot of what WWE is doing because, I mean, I, I generally think that. They need it. Yeah, I, I do. And, and we'll get to that in just a minute. An NXT TakeOver just had an event, all right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest. I didn't watch it, okay? I, I, watched, I watched a little bit of it. I watched Matt Riddle versus uh, Roderick Strong. Was it probably a good takeover? Okay, cool. It, I'm, I, at this point, we know that, that they're going to be good, you know? But here was my problem, and here's the minute the reason I turned it off was because I heard this statement from Nigel McGinnis, and it was literally the very first thing that came out of his mouth. And we are here to prove that we are the true alternative in professional wrestling. Timeout freeze. Let me explain something. How are you an alternative, a true alternative, when you are under the banner 
of Raw and SmackDown. You are in the WWE banner. You do not have NXT symbols on your goddamn turnbuckles. You have WWE symbols. Yep. How is that an alternative? That's not an alternative. You're taking away from other promotions and giving it right to Vince. You're under contract with WWE. You are not under contract with NXT. You might have an NXT developmental, but that is a WWE contract. That's not an alternative. It's not. I don't give a fuck what anyone says out there. You are not an alternative. Are you good? Yes. Is NXT uh, UK good? Yes. Still, not alternatives. Do you really think the UK, the NXT UK is an alternative in the UK when there's already progress? ICW and um, Rev Pro? I mean, I could go on. Those are alternatives. NXT UK, not an alternative. Pete Dunne is signed to WWE. He is not signed to the independents anymore. He's under a WWE contract. Mm. Not an alternative. I'm sorry. It's absolutely correct. NXT <laughs> is a brand of World Wrestling Entertainment. Therefore, it's owned by Vince McMahon. At any point, in any given time, Vince can go, Hey, pal, we're going to shut this down, and it's gone. Exactly. And, and, and you notice, any time in NXT, after they had literally the, the greatest, one of the greatest shows I've seen in a long time from front to back, which was NXT TakeOver New Orleans. I will go back to that all the time. I I legit thought that that was the best TakeOver that they've ever done from front to back. But if you go and you look at that, right? But here's the problem, okay? Anytime anybody has gotten hot in NXT, what happens? They get called up to the main roster. They get called up to the main roster. What happens when Kevin when Kevin Owens was there for how for how long in NXT? His NXT uh, run is almost unforgettable. Yeah. Like like it's almost forgettable at this point because you forget that he was there because he's been on the main roster for so long. Mm-hmm. And the minute he got to NXT, he got pull, he got taken to the main roster. Sami Zayn when he got hot got taken to the main roster. The minute they had that halftime heat show and had Ricochet, Aleister Black, and um, Gargano, Champa, and Dream. Now, other than the Velveteen Dream, all of those guys got called up. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them. And here's the funny thing about it is nearly all their NXT careers were null and void after they got called up. Exactly. It was like that Champa and Gargano feud never, never existed. happened. Never happened. It was like Ricochet and Aleister Black, their entire NXT career wiped away. They're putting a tag team together. They're putting a tag team together. And now what the hell is Aleister Black doing? I haven't even seen him. I haven't seen him either. And that is a travesty because you know how much I love Aleister Black. And I, to me, if anyone should go to AEW, it's that motherfucker. Mm Mm-hmm. Because you are not going to be able to do what you did in NXT on that main roster. No. Nobody up there is going to get you. They're, they're not. They can say that they're going to, but they don't. The the minute Vince looks at him and sees a miniature Undertaker, same as he does with Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Anytime dark characters come around, he just sees the Undertaker. 
And he sees, how, how could I kind of create that? Or something. Again, I don't know. I, I haven't been watching it. So if, so if SmackDown is actually good, someone please let me know. Because, I, again, I don't think so. And AJ Styles right now is injured. Yep. So now your product's definitely, definitely suffering. Because he, he was one of the main floats. Yeah, and you got a lot of big-name talent who are talking about jumping ship. Yeah, and um, and I think a lot of this problems, a lot of these problems now that have really shined the spotlight on WWE is thanks to one John Moxley. Yes, I heard it. Everyone heard it. I, it's, it is amazing to me, though, Chris, first of all, timing in this business. We hear it all the time, but I, I think that it became such a corny phrase at one point that people like legit kind of dismiss it, but it really is. It's timing in this business. Stone Cold Steve Austin's rise, The Rock's rise, the NWO, you know, WrestleMania, everything like it was timing. It was just, yeah. it was just it was the, the right timing time at the of right it. Moment. Yeah. And Becky Lynch's rise, you know, it was just, it was timing. It was, it was just the momentum that they got. And John Moxley now is one of the most talked about things in professional wrestling now. Mm-hmm. Did we ever think we would say that? That no. like that like Dean Ambrose or the guy that did Dean Ambrose, John Moxley, is now one of the most talked about things in pro wrestling. But he is because he made such a big splash in AEW. And I think on last episode we addressed the John Moxley situation. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that we were able to truly address it though, because now it's become this big, huge spotlight now on WWE. And there are now a lot of talent in WWE that are like, wait a minute, Moxie, you ain't the only one that feels this way. We all kind of feel like this. Not all of them, because you've got some guys who will die for WWE. Yeah. The Miz is a fucking WWE tool. I'm sorry, Miz, but you are. You're a fucking tool for WWE. Same as Cena. You're both tools. They will. You will not have to worry about them ever going to AEW no. or anything like that. I don't think they can make it in AEW or any other promotion for that matter. I, well, uh, yeah. Because they were born, bred, and spoon-fed by WWE. But you know, you know that's funny because you have a lot of people that are like that that you don't realize. Like the Young Bucks, who's their favorite wrestler of all time? Hulk Hogan. Exactly. Who was Daniel Bryan's favorite wrestler of all time? Shawn Michaels. No. No, but he was... The ultimate warrior. warrior, That's right. That's his favorite wrestler of all time. But when I'm saying spoon-fed and born and raised by WWE, John Cena started at Ultimate University, which was, at the time, the talent enhancement spot for WWE. And then he went to OVW, and then he went up into WWE. The Miz started off with fucking uh, Tough Enough. And then he went through the developmental process with WWE. He started with Florida Championship Wrestling, and then it became NXT, and he made his rise up through NXT, and then went into WWE. And that's the thing is, a lot of these guys who say they're born, bred, and will die WWE either are on top in WWE, or they are pretty much brought up through the whole WWE developmental. Or they're making enough money that they don't care. They don't give a shit. I, I get because the Miz just must not care. And see, here's the thing: is that Moxley did come up through the same ranks as Roman Reigns uh, and, and, and all the other 
guys. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Baby oil. Ow. <laughs> but when it came time for his character to shift momentum, he was asked to do things that didn't fit well with his character, with his gimmick. For instance, when he was told about the whole um, promo where he was taking um, shots. He was getting shots for. Oh, uh, oh, okay. You you were talking about Moxley. Now. Yeah, yeah, Moxley. yeah, 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 dude. No, so Moxley, so Moxley said that there was a phrase that he was told to say about Roman Reigns, right? And I I won't do it there, but that he was told to say about Roman. Now, Moxley, the wrestling world could hate Roman Reigns. Seth Rollins and Moxley, who are beloved by the wrestling world, that's their best friend. They, yeah. they love that man. That, that that's cool. You know, I, they they truly are brothers. Like like they love each other, and and, and that's great. And he, they were seriously going to have Moxley say, um, "I don't know who's a who's a deader man, but." The difference, I, I probably fucked that up, but here's a, the difference is, is I'm going to kill Seth Rollins and God is going to kill Roman. Silence. Mm-hmm. Right. For right. Like when I saw that, my eyes opened up and I, now obviously he told Jericho that off. You know, stage and Jericho probably told it to you know some other people. I don't think Moxley cares, you know, that much. But like, that is just awful. Look, I get that, and here's here's what I what I don't understand. WWE says it's entertainment and everything mm-hmm. like that. So then, why do you need to bring in a real life situation? Yeah, and and. This is the thing about WWE, and it's proven fact through the years. They've, They've done used real-life situations to their advantage. Lita, Fucking Paige Matt. got caught saying that. Like, like she said she said to Charlotte, oh, your brother, he didn't have much fight left in him. It's on YouTube. It's on the WWE Network. Mm-hmm. Go and watch it. And she, she went to media, like, right afterwards and said, I hated saying that. She did not want to say that, but they told her to say it. And according to Moxley, those guys are on are under such a microscope of Vince that they literally like will stand there and look at you and make sure that you say every single word that's on that script. Like that is how can you work like that? It's fucking it's almost like being in prison. What that that's legit what everyone is describing it as. And now here's the interesting thing though about Moxie, right? So he basically cut a CM Punk promo. He and and I'm not talking about a pipe bomb or anything like that. I'm talking about, you know, CM Punk's whole thing on a Colt Cabana's podcast, which mm-hmm. that's a funny story now that you look at those two. But um like he, he cut that on Colt Cabana's podcast. A lot of people thought that he was a little too negative and he was a little too bitchy. Like he, like he just came across like, dude, at some point you got to do business. Like, yeah, you know, because like, here was the thing: he was on top. <laughs> he was, he was, he was WWE champion. He was the longest modern, you know, longest reigning champion in modern history. 
So it was kind of like, so do you really need to complain that you didn't get to come to the ring with Chael Sonnen and everything like that? Do you really need to complain that you didn't get this movie? Did you really need to complain about that kind of stuff? So that's what a lot of people thought that Moxley was going to do or, or, or something like that. Now, Moxley did it the, the right way. He left, like, he left when his contract was up. Mm-hmm. He fulfilled all of his obligations. He didn't walk out. And they gave him a send-off. And he even said, hey, I'm thankful for my time in WWE. I met my wife there. You know, I, I, I learned so much and everything like that. But there's all of this bullshit that I just got to shine, you know, a spotlight on. Mm-hmm. And ever since he did that, WWE has been under a microscope from the wrestling world right now. Yeah. As they should be, because they've been having a lot of uh, ill will practices for many, many years. Well, a lot of that, and it's just, again, I go back to it, and to me, it's not just bad wrestling. It's just bad television. There's nothing good about it. It doesn't make sense. It's no. just, it's just, yeah, I, I, I don't know. We're going to get... Off of them, though, for a little while. I think I've gone on a tirade long enough yeah. on them and everything like that. But let's talk about AEW and Fighter Fest coming up. Now, <laughs> yes. Right? Um, so Fighter Fest is coming up. It's going to be in Daytona Beach, Florida, part of a, a part of a gaming um, situation. Yeah. Too. It was the same thing that Omega did last year. Like, he did it on his own, basically. So, um they uh, <laughs> have you seen the promo video for it? No, I haven't got to see it yet. But for those of you who have got to see it, I guess still I'll go ahead and describe it for you right now, and then I'll watch it later on just to get the feel for it. Uh, well, it it just shows Omega like calling um Matt and Nick and everything like that, and he's like he's like, hey man, we're gonna have like this band perform. We're gonna have bands, bands perform, and and and. We're hopefully they're not going to cancel at the last minute and everything like that. And uh, Matt and Nick were like, uh, they tried that already. There's like this documentary about it on Netflix. Oh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> so they're just being their goofy selves and, and, and everything uh, like that. But it's a great promo. Go and check it out on YouTube. Well, since you got to see the promo on that, and everybody can go watch that and I'll watch it later. Um have you seen what Chris Jericho posted on his uh, social media about Fighter Fest? No. What? Okay. So you, you said in the promo that they talked about the band singing. They did that before, and the band's canceled the last minute. Well, Chris Jericho was being advertised for Fighter Fest, and then he came on social media and he said, quite bluntly. Uh, since this is going to be a free show and I don't ever like anybody to not pay to see Chris Jericho, I am pulling myself from fighter fest. Uh, and I'm not in agreement with the, uh, heads of the AEW who are letting this happen. (laughs) Is Jericho not the greatest heel ever? I mean, that's just, it's perfect. And it just adds to, yeah, it adds to his heel character is he but not only that like i feel as though with by doing some of this funny stuff that they're doing that it kind of opens up the fans even more to Mm -hmm. aew that's showing that like hey we're you know we're fans but we're also putting on a product exactly like 
we're, we're kind of like y'all in a way. <laughs> and I've said that about AEW to a lot of people. It's by the fans for the fans. It it's really ran is. by a fan. So it's owned by a fan. It's just straight up. Okay. So, yeah, you just said that. And um, we talked about tirades, and I think I'm about to go on another one here. Because this is one thing that I've been desperately wanting to say for quite a while now. Ever since AEW had their very first show, Double or Nothing, right? The first time. They sell it out. They timed the show. Like, like for the first time ever, timed the show. And did it almost yeah. damn near perfect. It was perfect timing on everything for the most part. Right? So, ever since that first show, all right, all I've heard from everyone, including... Eric Bischoff, Jim Cornette, and all of these other so-called know-it-alls, and just everyone in general, is they need to do this, they need to do that, they need to work on this business, they need to do this, they need to do that, and, and it's been their very first show, and and and. You know, everyone is saying, they're only going to last five years. They're only going to last three years. They're only going to last, you know, maybe seven years at the most or something like that. Let me explain something to everybody listening. It is owned by Tony Khan. Tony Khan is the owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. An NFL team. He has business deals with several TV networks outside of the United States even. He has several other businesses that generate millions of dollars. Why the fuck does he need any of your advice on how to do business? I don't give a fuck. If it is professional wrestling, and I know, I know this from firsthand, professional wrestling is a different animal. It's run in completely different ways. I get that. But still, this man knows how to do business. He doesn't need anyone's help. So shut the fuck up. Wow. I just... I, I just want to be able to enjoy this as a fan. But every minute I I turn on the television or, or I, I pull up social media or I hear a podcast, it's about what AEW has to do and how they're not going to last for two more years or so or blah, 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 or all this. And I'm just – I can't stand it. I don't get it. I don't get this, Chris. We're all pissed with WWE right now. All anyone can talk about is how terrible the storylines are and everything yep. like that. So then here comes another promotion. Which, first of all, there's already ROH, New Japan Pro Wrestling, and MLW mm -hmm. to point out. Oh, and Impact Wrestling. There's already those. But then here comes a brand new promotion. The first time they sell it out. TNA didn't do that in their very first show. Nope. Oh, you know what? Want to know who else didn't do that in their very first show ever? WWWF. Nope. Back in the day. It took them years to get to stadium form. 
to get to it took them years to get to arenas right yep AEW does it on their very first try they sell out and then on top of that they had pretty good pay-per-view buy rates even for being 50 bucks which hey let's support the wrestling business but let's not pay for it right Let's not let's let's not pay for the the pay per view business. Let's support it, but let's not do that. I gotta find it for free. Yeah, okay, whatever. It just it my here here's a brand new promotion that's trying to give you a true alternative. No, not an NXT alternative, but a legit alternative with the same production values and even higher than WWE. Exactly. And what does anyone want to do? Bitch, moan. Bitch, complain, moan, every fucking negative thing I can think of. And it just, it sickens me. Because it, this is something that the wrestling business needs. And it needs it not only for the fans. I'm not looking at this from a fan's perspective, to be quite honest. I'm looking at this from a wrestler's perspective. There needs to be other places that you can work. There needs to be other... WWE should not be the only wrestling place that is allowed to sell out an arena. They should not be the only place that is allowed to sell out a stadium. There should be others that could do that. This is true. But we can't do that when everyone just keeps going to WWE. When everyone just keeps buying their fucking merchandise. When everyone just keeps turning on the fucking television just to watch it. Yeah. You make a valid argument. You really do, uh, because AEW is honestly the closest alternative that you can find, unless you're looking for like legit, true to form independent wrestling. You got your Ring of Honor, you got your MLW, you got Impact, you got all these other promotions. Their production values are good, but they're nowhere near WWE's. But AEW comes along. They've got the production value. They've got uh, tried, true, and tested talent. In the ring, and everybody wants to shit on it. They've got Tony Khan at the helm as the owner who's proven himself with the NFL franchise. Oh, and oh, and here was another thing I kept hearing. Well, this is just a promotion so that the Bucks, Cody, and Kenny Omega can have a place to book themselves and everything. Bull fucking shit. Bullshit. Oh, and by the way, oh, and here was something that some dumbass on here, and yeah, you know who I'm talking to, um, said to me as well. Oh, they didn't do a good job of putting over their other indie talent. How? They opened it up with SCU, first of all. The match that stole the show, in my opinion, obviously, Rhodes and, you know, Rhodes versus Rhodes was the match, obviously. I'm not really talking about that for a show stealer. I'm talking about the match that surprisingly stole the show was that six-woman um, Hiroshi Goshi match mm -hmm. or something. Like, isn't that how you say it? Something like that. It, it, it's some weird thing. If we watched it, oh well, y'all can yeah. watch it. But no, no, seriously, the, that, like, the crowd was gave them a this is awesome chant. Even though there were botches in the matchup, they still were like, wow, this is different. We don't get this ever. This is something interesting. Did it have much of a story to it? No. no. It's the very first fucking show. How how's anyone just gonna have a story? Hey, I hate you from for some fucking reason. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Like, it's just not going to happen. The reason why Cody and Dustin had a story is because it's already built into it. They're brothers. Obviously. The reason why Kenny Omega and Jericho had a story, because of New Japan and because of what happened during their little uh, promo things. And, and then uh, the Bucks and, and, and the Lucha and, and Brothers. Lucha Brothers. They built it up. But everybody else didn't need that story. Everybody else is still building upon their reputation for AEW. And we created a story, even in that tag matchup with um, Angelico and Jack Evans versus Best Friends, which was definitely one of the match candidates of the night. Yes. And then they created a story with that attack. Did anyone know who they were? No, but that's okay. We're going to find out who they are. Exactly. That's what, it's what's called television suspense. Mm-hmm. And they're utilizing <laughs> social media perfectly. You know where you get television suspense? Game of Thrones. True Blood, all of those shows that y'all love so much. Why can't you do it with wrestling? Why can't you just be fucking patient? Speaking of not being patient, AEW announced that Chicago, you know, is going to be all out. Yep. Right? Well, tickets, as we are recording this, went on sale about an hour ago. And in 15 minutes, they sold out. Fifteen fucking minutes. But they're only going to last two more years. They're only going to, they're not going to do anything. They're not going to be able to compete with WWE. First of all, WWE, okay, first of all, WWE doesn't even sell out their arenas anymore. Half of it's paper. Okay, they can sit there and say, we got a tremendous crowd here tonight. Half of them are cops. Yeah. Or half of them are just to fill the seats so they don't have to have empty seats. And if you looked at that stadium in Jeddah and Saudi Arabia, you look at the outside shot that you know that outside shot that they do. Look at how many seats are on the floor, as compared to regular WrestleManias. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just. But again, everyone just wants to find something to bitch and complain about. I just want to sit. I the reason I'm going off on a tirade like this, and I'm getting so angry and pissed off with everything, is because I just want to be able to enjoy this as a fan. This is something that has been needed forever in the wrestling business. This is something people say that they crave and that they want, but then every time someone does it, it's just this and it's just la la this, la la that, rah rah this. I I don't get it. I, I don't get it, Chris. You, you like, like, can you help explain this? There's no explanation for it, other than the fact that everybody thinks that they know what they want, what the business needs, what it should be. Well, when a fan actually comes forward who has the cash flow to make it happen and brings in, yeah, we're not. And I didn't mean ahead, to cut you off ahead, there. We're not talking about someone who doesn't want to be in the wrestling business. We're not talking about Ted Turner saying, I'm in the wrestling business, but the but the uh, executives didn't want anything to do with it. We're not talking about TNN, who really didn't care that much about wrestling, except they knew it drew big numbers. We're not talking about people like that. We're talking about someone, when you sit down and you listen to him, he sounds like me talking. Like, he sounds like, 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 if me and him had a conversation, it'd be the biggest nerd wrestling conversation ever in the history of wrestling. Because that's how much he loves wrestling. 
Like even people who have worked with him, the people who are at AEW say this dude is all about wrestling. So I, I just, what's the problem with him? Someone's got to show it to him. Yeah. I don't see an issue with him. Even, uh, even Dustin, who's worked with Vince McMahon, pretty much made it clear. Working with Tony Khan was a great experience, and Vince McMahon needs to watch his ass. That was, that was out of the words of Dustin Rhodes. So, someone who worked for the WWE for over 10 years. You know, like, even Cody said it himself. The first time Tony Khan ever timed an event, timed it perfectly. He's only one of the few people that's ever done it. The other one was Gerald Briscoe, and it took him years to learn. Yes. So, shut the fuck up and be happy. Somebody who is like you and I is running a wrestling promotion and making it happen. But it's not just fans. That's also the problem. It's also people like Jim Cornette and all of those other guys who keep saying that, well, this is killing wrestling or this is doing this. And I'm just going, oh, my God, there's just no satisfying anybody. And here's my thing. How the fuck can he talk about AEW and all that, but he can do MLW that has half of the same people in it Mm -hmm. that are doing half of the same shit? Joey Ryan was in MLW, and we know how much of a fan Jim Cornette is of Joey Ryan. So it's just, I don't get it. It's a double-edged sword, man. It's always going to be a double-edged sword. No matter what you do in the wrestling business, somebody somewhere is going to have an issue with it. Somebody somewhere is going to have their own opinion about how things need to be run. And somebody somewhere is going to give you a time limit. And look, and look, and here's my thing. I, I could be considered doing the same thing with this podcast even. You know, like talking about WWE like I did. But my, my thing with WWE is legit. In my opinion, like I am literally, I am legit sick and tired of that being the only product and that being the only thing that I can watch. I want something like AEW or ROA. Again, I don't think that there should be two on top. I think that there should be four or even more. I think that ROH should be on top. Damn sure should they be on top. I think MLW should be on top. They've got YouTube being in sports, you know. Or being in sports and on YouTube, I should say. Mm-hmm. You know, you had Lucha Underground that presented a, a unique idea and everything like that. I thought that was refreshing for everything. I don't like the way that they did business, and I will call them out on that. You did terrible business, and, and what you did, you basically kept those guys in a prison yourselves. You kept them, like, under contract, kind of like prisoners. Like, no, nope, you can't. You can't work for these other independent promotions while you're doing this. Yeah, it's stupid. And you can't – so basically – You were WWE paid, light. But you couldn't get paid for anything. So you could only get paid by that show, but then the rest of the year you wouldn't know what you – you wouldn't know how to make money basically because you couldn't. So it's just – that's just my thing, man. I like I love AEW. I love what it's doing and everything like that. I, I'm I'm excited about it and the Fighter Fest card. I mean the Fighter Fest card itself. You've got Darby Allen versus Cody. Yeah, that's gonna, that's be, gonna be great. You've got uh John Moxley versus Joey Janela. 
Oh, that's gonna be entertaining. Uh, and that's, I, I, I'm I'm curious which one's gonna die first. Yeah. I'm curious. Like, by the way, what do you do to a man that says I'm going there to die? That's what he said with like when, when Brock Les when he was going to face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania, he was thinking of every way Brock Lesnar could kill him. <laughs> yeah. How do you how do you come back that anyways? And you see the promos he has been able to cut since. Yeah, then. they're fucking phenomenal. They're they're more entertaining and more direct and more emotionally driven than anything he because they're not he, because he's not being told what to say. He's he's not given a script. He's giving guidelines, obviously, but he is literally letting it rip. So does Jericho. Do you think Jericho would be able to improv like that in WWE? Mm. Hell fuck no. They would put a kibosh on that anyway. He even said it himself on his own podcast. That he was, that that was how it was. Yeah, I remember him talking about an incident that happened with him and uh, when they went overseas with uh, D-Generation X, when D-Generation X was around, and he was facing John Cena, and DX was not allowed to hand out the glow sticks. Not able to sell them, and then they convinced them to sell them because they're not weapons. So when they sold them, when Jericho came to the ring, somebody threw one at him, and it hit him in the eye. So he improved and said, is that the best you got? Y'all take your best shot. And it was an array of glow sticks being thrown at him. He said that one of the backstage workers come to him and said, um, it, well, Sean and Triple H first came up to him, cussed him out, basically said uh, he ruined everything they were trying to do, trying to sell the merchandise. And then secondly, another worker come and said, uh, Stephanie wants you fined for your actions. <laughs> and he said, this is this came out. He was on Bully Ray's podcast when he said this. And he told him, he said, well, Stephanie ain't my fucking boss. <laughs> I do remember that. And yeah. then he called Vince and said, I got heat. You're going to fucking find me for getting heat? Are you going to suspend me for getting heat? Bring it on, motherfucker. Bring it on. And he said, Vince, best him back. Um uh, he said something, uh, chill out, Junior, or something to that effect. But, yeah, yeah it, it's been well documented that a lot of the things that Chris Jericho was able to get away with in WWE was because Vince McMahon likes that rebel attitude. Um, but at the same time, he was also – Vince also has a, a soft spot in his heart for Jericho. Yeah. But uh, it's also been well proven that a lot of the stuff that has uh, went on track uh, through the years of WWE, it was scripted shit. Uh, with Jericho, with Miz, with a lot of them. So nothing in WWE is, I guess you could say, um, pure as it used to be. Uh, like with The Rock. When The Rock came out, he was babyface, smiling, wearing armbands with tassels, looking like the black version of the Ultimate Warrior. Um, and we didn't buy it. Yeah. And finally, somebody who was smart told him, Tell them how you feel. We got The Rock. Uh, Austin, when he hit the 316 and everybody went in shock thinking they were going to go, you know, get this bad publicity. It turned around and he became he the began. biggest baby face in fucking history of uh, professional wrestling. Yeah, oh, there will never be another no, like him. there will never be another one like him. Mick Foley. Only, only one person I know can pull off four fucking gimmicks at one time and it get over. And, and have them all sound completely different. And the same thing with the hardcore title. When the hardcore title was given, it was a goof thing. But, but he got it over. He got it over because he knew how to get it over. Yeah. He gave his idea. It was Mick Foley's idea. After that, idea. it really was a joke. I mean, yeah. it, like, there was, those were just entertaining, which is why 
Like when their version of hardcore, I never took it serious. I was like, that's not hardcore. Hardcore is what ECW did when they actually took it serious and everything like that, you know? Tommy Dreamer is fucking hardcore, okay? But he goes to WWE and he's showing off his belly and getting hit in the balls with a tennis ball. Well, not anymore. Now now it's just his face is going into Sonny Kiss's ass. Anyway, <laughs> But. What the fuck is that, Daddy? Fuck the revival. Anyway. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. God, I forgot about that. They actually, I didn't know that Cody did it on Double or Nothing. He did it. He did? Um, yeah. When he gets out of the car, you got to go back and look at when he gets out of the truck. He's drinking coffee. On the side of the cup, you know they write the name. It says FTR. <laughs> <laughs> and he literally takes a sip and it goes, and looks to the side at the camera as he's sipping. I was like, oh my fucking God, he did the fuck the revival. Oh. I love it. That's great. And when I saw that, I had to go back to the uh, promo thing where he's sitting there. And action. Fuck the revival. You know, Cut! Right? But <laughs> that's great. But, you know, just going back to some of the things that people have been saying about AEW, like the wins and losses. There's all of this. And by the way, do you want to know who said no one in this business can work right now? Do you want to know who said that? Mm-hmm. Disco fever! Oh god. Disco fever! Yeah, 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 Same yeah! Same guy who recently was on Impact and told. Uh, got his ass whooped by a Tessa Blanchard, baby! Damn it, I forgot about that. Told her, I'll be your daddy. And she beat the fuck out of him. Okay. Thank you, Tessa! I'm not sure you were watching the same match, but okay. Anyways, um. Uh, beat the shit out of him. You would let her beat the shit out of you. I would. I know you would. I'd be OVE all over the place. Okay, anyways, let, so let's continue on. Let's continue on. So, yeah, but that's what he said. He, he said on Keeping It 100, and if you don't won't believe me, go and watch. Or go and watch. Go and listen to one of those podcasts on Keeping It 100, and he says, nobody in this business today can work. When have you ever been able to work? You can't even do disco dancing correct, much less work a match correct. I'm just saying, like, I'm just, you know me, Chris. I'm, I'm just sick and tired of just everyone having, I get that you can have an opinion, but stop making it seem like you actually know what you're talking about all the time. <laughs> yeah. Disco's never ran a wrestling promotion in his life. He, bo- he might have booked some things in TNA that really weren't that good. Mm-hmm. He's never worked a match past mid-card. Nah. So, I don't know. But I'm looking forward to Fighter Fest. It looks great. It's free! It is. And I think that this is a good strategy by AEW because have Fighter Fest and um, Fight for the Fallen yeah. be free on Bleacher Report. And such other things. That way you gain uh, a bigger audience and everything like that. And then All Out, which sold out in 15 minutes. That's the one you make them pay for. Yep. And then that leads them into the TNT show. Speaking of All Out, there are these things I keep noticing about those posters, Chris. (laughs) I noticed that there are a certain set of stars on there, and they're kind of done in the same order 
that used to be on a certain someone's trunks. No, I see what you're getting at. Could it? Could it be? Could the possibility of him coming back? It could be. Of course, we're talking about CM Punk. The same person who... It's Chicago, Illinois. It's his hometown. It would get the... I don't think... I think the roof could literally blow off the building. Can you imagine... I, th- there would probably be ear- there would probably be people who need earplugs in that today. I mean, I could I could see him making an appearance like John Moxley after the uh, AEW Championship match, but I could also see him appearing during the Kenny Omega John Moxley match and making waves. You mean Chris Jericho versus Hangman Page? That's the that if he makes a pair to that one or with Moxley and Omega. Okay. Which would make more sense to me. Yes. Either um, that, or if he does it with Jericho, the best in the world, the GOAT thing would come into play. I don't know. Um, I think, you know, we know he's not going back to WWE. No. That I mean, will never happen. And we know he's already made appearances at various independent promotions under a mask. Under a mask, which shows to me that he's bored. And that he still has love for... And that here's the thing. Look. I will not knock him for trying the UFC, okay? I give him props because he had the balls to do it. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you right now, I will never step foot in the octagon. I will not even think twice about that. I don't even want to have a shoot wrestling match with someone like that. Like, yeah, I couldn't do that. But I think he realized, okay, I want to give this a try because I – you know, he does know wrestling submissions. Like, like, like he actually is trained in MMA in somewhat. So he thought he could do it. Thing is, when he got in there, he realized, oh, shit, I don't really like getting punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't actually like getting kicked. I don't actually like getting submitted and everything like that. So I think he's realized that he loves professional wrestling too much. And that this could be the opportunity that he's looking for. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe. He keeps, uh, he loves to troll his fans, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, he does. A fan actually posted on his Twitter page, so are you just going to let all your fans down and not show up in Chicago? And his response, yep. Yeah, <laughs> his response was just, yes. So, I don't know. I You know, he could, he could not. I just, I find all these stars on there. I'm just like, I was like, that just seems like it. And then look at the way StarCast 3 has their logo. Their logo is, is, um, is like the two, uh, n- uh, numeral uno. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you say that? Like, like it's, like it's done in like the number form. Oh, oh, you're talking about like, uh, uh, Greek numerals? Yeah, yeah, Greek yeah. Numerals? Yeah, Greek numerals and everything like that. So it's got it in, in, in like that symbol. But in the middle of it, right? So you have like the three ones basically. Mm-hmm. In the middle of it, going down it is a set of stars and they're blue and white. <laughs> See, and, and you all could be sitting there like uh, you're reading too much into it. But look at what... The fucking elite has done with their being the elite videos. Look at everything that they have done with their symbolism. A lot of their symbolisms, you might as well call them the new fucking uh, what you call it, the the new Freemasons basically, or, or any kind of conspiracy. 
conspiracy theory. We're a national treasure, motherfucker. I'm well, now we're not game. just going to get shut down. We're going to get shot, motherfucker. Yeah, now we're going to get shot because now we're talking conspiracy theories and shit. But it's basically what it is. They're smart enough to realize that. chill vibes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> we're, wrestling fans are smart enough to read into certain things on certain flyers. We've been able to, uh, to document when someone's going to make an appearance in WWE based off of advertisements and flyers. We are smart enough to realize that certain things kind of still tell the story of what's going to happen even before it happens. We're smart enough to know that. And the fact that the Young Bucks, Kenny, Cody, Tony, all them, they're fans of the business first and foremost, which is why they're in the business they're smart enough to realize, well, somebody somewhere is going to catch on to this, even if we put it right underneath their noses. We could deny it all day long. We could deny everything. But if we have it right there in front of them, well, you knew the whole time and didn't know at the same time. It makes perfect sense. I mean, think about the Moxley situation. You, you thought about it, and you thought you knew it, but you didn't really know if he was going to show up. Nope. You didn't really know if there was going to be something after that Omega and Jericho match. Mm-hmm. You didn't know that. I damn sure didn't expect the extra brawl that we got. That part was even yeah, better. But I, And you'd have never seen that in no, WWE. No, you never would have. It'd be like Lars Sullivan going in and beating up Mexican midgets. And, and then flexing like afterward while the Raw logo pops up at the bottom of the copyright. Yeah. And then you see WWE and like, okay. Yeah, I mean, I mean, seriously. But if if Chris Jericho and um, Adam Hangman Page or John Moxley, Kitty Omega, if either of those matches, if CM Punk was to come down, literally two things are going to happen. Well, three things are going to happen. The roof's going to blow off the fucking arena. And now, literally, I I legit think the roof will literally fly off of the damn building. The IWC is going to blow the fuck up. Oh, God, they're going to have a meltdown. And then the wrestling world will be set on fire again. And that's what it's all about. We need to set the wrestling world on fire. The independents can only do it so long. Because mm-hmm. still, there aren't a lot of people that know about the independents. You might know about you might know about the individual. You don't know the promotions. Exactly. A lot of people can't tell you about Southern Honor Wrestling or mm-hmm. Viral Pro Wrestling for that matter. The IWC definitely can't. Mm-mm. They can't tell you about PWX. You yeah. know, hell, some of them can't even tell you about PWG. They just seen the high spot clips that they've seen from like Adam Cole, Ricochet. Literally, I've seen one match from that. Which was Adam Cole. Adam Cole, baby! I was anyway. wondering when it was going to happen. I figured I'd add it in there. But, yeah, like, like you've had that. It was him. And I think the Young Bucks versus Ricochet. Oh, God, who else was in that shit? Oh, Will Ospreay. And I think Kalisto at the time. Spotfest 2.0. Yeah. No, legit. <laughs> I mean, that's all they were. Jesus. But, and that's where Excalibur comes from, is PWG. And I still don't get that gimmick. I'm like, is your gimmick that you love to talk over people? Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) Because that's kind of what he did. Like, I'm just like, dude, could you shut up and let JR, like, call this? Like, I'm pretty sure he didn't need your help. 
Now, I wonder if they're going to fix some stuff like that. They probably are. I mean, they're still in their developmental stages. They're still learning each other. They're still learning the ropes. Hey, they're learning shit as they go along. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? <laughs> well, I'm, they just, I'm just saying. They should have really done it this way. Now, shut the fuck up and just let them do their thing. Because clearly what, what they're doing is working. Yeah. And clearly to, it's got people talking. To sell out all out in 15 minutes. To sell out double or nothing at eight. And then they've got a, and then they of all companies have a show that's going to be on TNT. They brought wrestling back to Turner. And when they did it, they didn't pat themselves on the back. They sent out a video message to thank the fans. Because that's who did it. It was the fan, and I and, and, and I love those are the types of fans that I love that make it all possible. And maybe some of the negative comments are because of that. I don't know. It's just I'm just tired of turning on a damn podcast and hearing about well AEW's gonna last two more years if they don't if if if, if they don't do this or they don't do that. Like, I'm like I'm like I'm like to go AEW's gonna die if they don't go to a Dairy Queen drive through and cut somebody out. Oh my God, Jim! Come on, I want my on, fucking mate. double cheeseburger, double beef, double cheese, no onions, extra mayo, motherfucker. Okay. Um. Yeah, Jim, you're a little bit behind the times. I'm. I'm sorry, man. You just are. I'm old. What the fuck you want from me? What? To leave. Shut the fuck up, Dickens. I even fucking asked you. Oh, Chris, you shouldn't have said that. Bro, Jim, Jim, Jim. Let me fucking Nobody tell you, you though, here. okay? Let me help you out with oh, this, bro. All right, Jim, shut the fuck up, Chris. Jim, shut the fuck up. I've got the ultimate fucking conspiracy, bro. Okay? Okay. It's the whatever. ultimate fucking conspiracy. All right? Yeah, fucking coach. AEW and WWE are actually in cahoots with each other. That's right. I fucking said it. Really? But, 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 but you know what, Jim? I also found this out. I found oh, out God. that the Japanese are also in bed with Vince McMahon. I mean, not figuratively, literally. They are literally in bed with each other. They are you fucking each other Shut right up, in the fucking fuck. ass. You Just like you did to your own fucking promotion, Jim. What? I didn't do anything like that, you dumb fucking redneck hick, fucking Yankee motherfucker. I am not a fucking redneck, you fucking piece of shit. I'm You're a next? fucking New York, and everyone, and as I said in the fucking WCW 2000, everyone who is not from New York is a fucking moron. Because everyone hates New York for some fucking reason. Because yeah. I'm from New York, I'm the most fucking hated in wrestling. Have you seen yourself in the mirror You lately? fucking suck. This place sucks. You suck. Fuck you. Fuck you, Chris Dickens. I love you, you fucking piece of shit. Shut the fuck up. Jesus Anyways, Christ. yes, I fucking love it. And you, you motherfucker, go jump off a fucking scaffold right now and not only break your leg, but break both of your fucking legs. When I did it, I got bigger buy rates. What the fuck did you do with WCW? We had we had a great few years. 
I took that company to the fucking top. You know yeah, what? Yeah, you it's it not my fucking problem that the, the fucking creative sucks. you dropped it and let it they fall all the way down to the bottom. They wouldn't let me fucking do what I wanted to fucking do, which was literally have everything about me. That's why I made myself the fucking championship because I don't need these fucking wrestlers. It's all a fucking act and I'm fucking out of here. Yeah, I'm going so you're down gonna go here like Rick Flair and kiss a donkey's ass? Oh, by the way, I am the Batman, what Jim! What the fuck? Holy oh, shit! Oh, oh, God damn it! Get the fuck out! Try to fucking hit me with a bat! Dear God, are, did you hire J&J security or some shit like that? Like, oh, I mean, God yeah. damn it. Okay, I can't take any more of this. Oh. My mind, my brain's going to explode, literally. I think I've ranted and raved long enough. I think we had enough of Jim and... Russo as well. Yeah, but somehow they're keep getting in. Okay, anyways. I think they're so, and digging holes or something. I gotta check the floor. I, I I don't know. What well, anyways? So yeah. Uh, so th those are my thoughts right now on the world of pro wrestling. I know we didn't go over much as much as we just you know kind of. I kind we of touched on my, some news. <laughs> I touched on some, but it was just mainly. I, I just had to get some stuff off my chest, folks. I really did because, you know, I'm a wrestling fan. I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. And I miss those days of WCW and WWE going at it. And it's not for the fact that they were at war. It's just for the fact that there was another wrestling promotion that was giving me something different. Mm -hmm. And right now we don't have that. Well, now we do. But everyone just wants to shit on it. So it's just, all right. that's just all I had to say. If everybody wants to leave me hate mail, please hit up the Stovall Wrestling Network on Facebook. Yeah, I'll see it first. Yeah, so it's like I'm getting the hate mail. So if you want to give hate mail to Caleb Stovall, message me. <laughs> Chris Dickens at the Stovall Wrestling Network, and I'll be sure to give Stovall hell at your expense. Well, yeah. It sounds a lot worse when it's your words coming out of Chris Dickens' mouth, okay? <laughs> Uh, that statement right there just didn't sound right <laughs> in and of itself. So we're going to move on. And next up, we're going to take a short but brief commercial break here from our work from Team MB Studios. Damn right. And we will be right back to talk about what's going on in the local independent scene here in Augusta, Georgia. It's the Stovall Wrestling Network, SWN. Come on back. Hello everyone and welcome to an exciting edition of Jeffrey Show Live. I'm your host, Jeffrey Taylor. And here we cover indie wrestling, indie music. We go all in South Georgia area and we're trying to expand all across the country. You can follow me on all social media platforms at J-E-F-F-R-E-Y-S-H-O-W-L-I-V-E. That is Jeffrey Show Live. And you can add it.com for the website, you guys. Thank you so much. You are listening to the Stovall Wrestling Network. On TMB Studios. Well, all right, we are back here at the Stovall Wrestling Network SWN, and it's time for one of my favorite parts of the show. It's time to look at what's going around here in Augusta, Georgia, and we had 
the big viral pro wrestling event happen um, in Thompson, Georgia, back in Thompson, Georgia, after mm-hmm. we had the Garden City Classic, of course, in Augusta, Georgia. Now we were back at Sweetwater Gymnasium for Outbreak. And before I can even go over the event, I got to tell you uh, about how I almost thought I wasn't going to make it to the event because the weather was so fucking terrible on the interstate. Like, I couldn't see a damn thing. Yeah, that was the weekend that we had a lot of terrible, terrible storms. I didn't even get to make it to Outbreak. I wanted to really badly. Uh, It was not due to storms. Yeah, it was not due to storms. It was due to my actual daytime job. Uh, We were short-staffed, and they needed me. I had to be there. But the thing is, is that even so, it would have been hard for me to even drive in what was considered to be some of the worst weather uh, we were having that weekend. I mean, uh, visibility in the car, me just going home that night was terrible. Uh, And it wasn't as bad as it was uh, a few hours beforehand. Yeah, it was (laughs) – it was bad. Um I, like I said, I, I, I was actually afraid that I wasn't going to make it. And someone else that almost didn't make it, Brian Pillman Jr., yeah. almost didn't make it to the yeah, show. He, was, he, he, he arrived very, very late. Um, I, you know, I'm sure we'll have uh, Joshua Hancock or James Kitchens on. Or, or maybe not at Brian the same time. Jr., not at the same time, which we'll get into that. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll talk about that. Anything like that. But, yeah, um, he was very late. Like, uh, I'm, I'll actually give the story, and I'm pretty sure I can say this. Um, yeah. Like, he he got there. He got there, and he came in an Uber, right, from, I think, uh, from the Augusta Airport or something like that. Mm-hmm. And he got there, and he was in his ring gear already, like, literally ready to go. Had his whole gear on and everything. Took three minutes. Talked to Darius, then ran right out there for the matchup. It was a it was an interesting, it was an interesting moment because we were it was kind of touch and go there. We yeah. didn't know we didn't know what was gonna happen. But that shows professionalism on his side. He was already ringing. Well, that up, shows ready to go. that shows he he that uh, he was listening to people who trained his daddy. Yep. <laughs> because yeah. Oh, and I did get to tell him. The story of how, like, I kind of became a pro wrestling fan. And it wasn't, like, this isn't, like, the only matchup that did it. But it was that matchup with Sting and Brian Pillman on Saturday night. WCW Saturday night, of all things. And I remember it like it was yesterday. Whenever they put it up on the network, I'm probably going to be in tears watching it. Because it's just a moment that I have with, like, my father, basically. Mm-hmm. It was, Sting was the United States champion at the time. Pillman lost to Johnny B. Bad for the number one contendership at Fall Brawl. However, B. Bad got his tire slashed, we find out, by DDP, you know, and everything yeah. like that. And he doesn't make it. And Brian Pillman takes his place, and Sting... Puts him in the Scorpion Deathlock at the end. And my dad, you know, who knows about wrestling and everything like that probably um, before I did. Um, he sits there and he literally like like just goes, yay! Like that. And I'm sitting there. I'm going nuts as a kid and everything like that. And I just, I remember watching that moment. And I remember kind of in like my young mind going, wait a minute. 
what is this wrestling really? You know, kind of thing. Because, like, I knew about wrestling, but I didn't. It was right. like, it was just something I saw on TV. But then I went, whoa, what is this for real? Like, it was that moment where I started to get hooked. The there were several, like, you know, other moments that I could share and everything. But just that moment, I just remember that. And, and being just, able to share it with Brian Pillman's son is, uh. I was, and it was weird because, like, he was like, he was like, that's interesting. Like, like a lot of like he's like he's like a lot of people will come up to me and say you know other matches like him and Jushin Thunder Liger at Super Brawl, you know him and William Regal or something like that. Uh, but he's he's like he's like that one I've never heard of. Like 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 he remember like I don't even know if he remembers the angle or anything like that. But I said but I told him about it and he was like he was like wow I've I've never heard that one. That one's interesting. You know? Yeah. So yeah, um, it, it 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 was a great moment to tell him that and everything like that. Um, I don't <coughs> know if he got like uh, emotional or anything. It kind of it kind of looked like it took him back for a minute. Like he kind of went, yeah. Whoa, I actually don't know. Cause like if I had told him Brian Pillman and uh, Juice Thunder Liger, he'd have been like, oh yeah, everyone tells me that all the time. But that one, I think he went, whoa. Never heard that one, you know. Like yeah. so, that was a cool moment. I got to tell him that. I've also got a picture uh, with him and everything like that. Very cool guy, just you know. And you can literally see the resemblance in him and his father. I mean, it is just, it's uncanny. Yeah, it's crazy. I actually got to see some of the pictures some of the guys posted uh, through Viral Pro, and uh, I, 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 I'm disappointed that I got to miss the opportunity, but. I am going to let you fans know on here on SWN before um, Stovall gets into the dive into the details of uh, the show outbreak that I am going to be reaching out to Brian Pillman Jr. And hopefully, if all the cards fall correctly, we will have him right here on the show. Yeah, I, I would love to have him on the show. We, I, My goal was to get him on the show, but because he arrived so late, I didn't have time. Um, and the show ran a little late and everything like that because we were stalling for time. Like, the intermission was fucking 20 minutes instead of 15 <laughs> and everything like that. But let's go over this awesome event that took place yes. uh, called Outbreak. And if you really want to see a really good recap of it, there is a video that Viral Pro Wrestling has posted. And it is done not by one James Kitchens. But by one, Keith Andrews. Keith was uh, also in the house for uh, the Garden City Classic. He might have been uh, for some other ones. I, I can't really remember. But I know that he was there for the Garden City Classic. And he was there for Outbreak. And he put together this awesome, I mean incredible, recap video of the whole event that features... The song Into the Fire by Asking Alexandria. Which I know you probably ate up like crazy. I did. I did. It was amazing. Like, perfect song. Fucking everything. And my my vocals from the show are in it. My reaction to uh, a certain thing that happened that we will go over in just a minute is in that as well. So I was very... Like I was, I was, I was in awe. I was, I was like, this is, this is incredible. I've never seen my, my vocals in with a recap vid. That, that was just great. So thank you, Keith, 
Um, Keith, you are the man. I hope you are. I hope you do more recap vids for us. So if anyone out there in the wrestling business needs people to do videos for you, contact Keith Andrews. So shout out to Keith right here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. But let's get in to Outbreak. I'm not going to go over the whole show uh, and everything like that, but we did have the Gymnasties were in the house. Are they not one of the most over-tag teams they right now? They really, really are. We've said this numerous times. They are one of the most over-tag teams in the Southeast right now. They are like fucking they're – they're killing it, man. Well, ever since they had that match with the Ugly Ducklings, it's been done. For yeah. Them. Like they've been getting bookings like crazy. They're going – they're literally going everywhere. Uh, White Mike may be one of the most entertaining people – I've ever met in my life. That dude just knows how to have fun. Yeah. That guy just, I mean, charisma just comes off of him, does it not? It does. It really does. White Mike is by far one of the more entertaining <laughs> characters in the wrestling business right now, uh, bar none. I, I, I enjoy watching the And then the Timmy Blue Retton. I mean, the guy his size should not be doing no. nip-ups and moonsaults, and, and but he would, does. And who would think that these two, who have almost different personalities, come together and, and they form this phenomenal tag team? I remember in PWX, they did this like angle where Timmy Lou was part of this uh, thing with uh, Elijah Evans yeah. the third. Um, I can't remember. Oh, the uh, Tommy Boy. Yeah. What is his name? I, Tommy the Thomas. Yeah. Is it Tommy, Tommy the Tommy Thomas? Thomas? Tommy, I think say Tommy it again. Thomas. Okay, it's a, <laughs> a brilliant idea there. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but no, dude, seriously, the guy's great. Yeah. Um, and he was leading this faction, and they turned on Timmy Lou, and he was getting beat down at the end and everything like that. This was in PWX, and we were all chanting, "White Mike, White Mike." Why, Mike? And I was just like, I want to see him again, too. But <laughs> I didn't know that he was friends with him like that. So um, they, they've become a tag team. They, they are just they're over like crazy. Yeah, um, they are. it was it, it was it was a great thing to see them. They always put on a very entertaining matchup. Drew Adler was there. Drew Adler is someone who's going to be huge. Is he not? He really is. He's got the talent. It's He's the got the look. Package. He has got the charisma. It's the total package. Not to, uh, you know, coin the phrase that Lex Luger made famous, but the guy's got it. He's got it. Yes, absolutely. I, I agree completely. Um, I, I loved him. Effie was in the house. Now, oh, Jesus. now, Effie was in the house, and he threw out an open challenge, right? Yes. And uh, the guy that accepts it was Malachi Matthews, the Rat Slayer. Now, why is that so important, Chris? Well, here's why that is so important. Because he is currently the PCW World Champion, of which he brought that belt... And he said, I'm issuing, and Effie said, I'm issuing an open challenge. So he said, why don't you put that belt on the line? And he said, no, we're at Viral Pro Wrestling. We, you know, Viral doesn't have the authority to do that. Guess who was sitting at ringside? Shane fucking Dorn. The guy who runs PCW. Yes. Shane wow. Dorn was in the house, and he sanctioned the match, and we had 
I'm not joking. The PCW World Heavyweight Champion defended at Viral Pro. That's history in the making right there. It is. I don't think I've seen anything like that in year, like years. It done is done like that. It is. So it, it was the it, it, it happened, and when they posted up on SOS Custom Wrestling, I I encourage y'all to go and watch the event and watch history in the making, because that's exactly what happened. Now Malachi Matthews retained the uh, championship. But it was it was a historical moment. I sat there at commentary and was just like, I, I cannot believe I'm calling a PCW World Championship match at Viral Pro. And joining me on commentary that night was the ace of pro wrestling, Des Moines Rashad. Really? Yes. Wow. Also representing the superhero homies. Nice. So, uh, yeah, that was that so was. Stonewall great. Wrestling Network and the superhero homies came together to call viral pro wrestling. That's basically what happened. <laughs> <laughs> that is basically wow. what happened. Shout out to the superhero homies podcast. Yes. I love the superhero homies. That's great. We're, um, we're 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 the only two podcasts that are on James Caleb Kitchen's playlist. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true, but. Yeah, Du Bois Rashad was on commentary with me, so that was great. I thought me and him did really good. So shout out to uh, Rashad, the ace. Um, maybe we'll do it again. I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. Maybe we'll have him on the show again. That would be amazing. We, we do need to have him on the show again. But, yeah, so we had the PCW World Champion defending, and then we had the Viral Pro Wrestling Championship defending which was Darius Lockhart, and he was taking on, of all people, Brian Pillman Jr. So think about this. There was a possibility that Brian Pillman Jr. could have walked out the VPW champion. That would have made a lot of history and a lot of news. That would have. Um, but that did not happen. The revolutionary Darius Lockhart was able to pull it out, and it was a great matchup. I loved every uh, minute of it. We also had women's uh, action that night again. We had women's action. Casey Lennox. Um, I'm trying to remember it. Charm City's sassiest angel. I got it. Yeah. Charm City's sassiest angel. Uh, Casey Lennox was in the house, and she took on short fuse Danny Jordan. Wow. And you know Danny Jordan was labeled, I believe – Georgia Wrestling's um, top women's wrestler of yeah, 2018. Yeah, I remember seeing that, yes. So oh. that was a big deal to have her. Oh, yeah. And everything like that. And those two put on a good match uh, and everything like that. And you know where Danny Jordan got her training, right? Mm. WWA4. Oh, yeah. So shout out to your people. <laughs> <laughs> right? So uh, that was cool. But then we go... To the main event. And the main event was Sean Legacy, friend of the show, Galaxy's only hero, Sean Legacy, the outbreak champion, taking on the working team captain, Owen Knight. Love Owen Knight. And yeah, it was for the outbreak championship. And it, it was made into a no disqualification matchup by James Caleb Kitchens, who. Well, I guess it's just James Kitchens, but James Kitchens was his manager. That was the client that James Kitchens had been teasing about on Facebook. 
So, he comes out with Owen Knight. And um, he makes it a no-disqualification match, which I was like, why is he making it a no-disqualification match? Well, hmm, we found out why. So, the match goes on. It looks like Legacy had it in tow. Guess who interferes? The Ooh. international superstars. Blanco Loco, Joey Osborne, and the dream girl, Ellie. And they are apparently with James Kitchens. And then Darius Lockhart comes out finally to make the save and everything like that. And James Kitchens points to the back and he goes, I got another surprise for you, Sean. The fifth member of, uh, I, I don't know what they're calling themselves right now, but the fifth member of all of this. Darius Lockhart hits the Sonata Driver on Sean Legacy. Wow. Yes, you heard me correct. Darius Lockhart stabbed Sean Legacy in the back and is now with James Kitchens. Wow. What a moment it was. Oh, and the match was still going on because it's no disqualification. So he hits that. Referee counts three. We have a new outbreak champion, Owen Knight. Wow. And we now have what I fear could be one of the most unstoppable factions I've ever seen assembled. Think about this. Joey Osborne, Blanco Loco, Owen Knight, Darius Lockhart, and the dream girl, Ellie. With the brain power of, of James, James Kitchens. Kitchens. That's brain trust on steroids. Like that's that is that is an unstoppable faction. That is viral pro all in one room. Literally. Those are some of the top stars of viral pro right now. What does Joshua Hancock say about it? I don't know. I have Josh has been pretty quiet about it right now. Well, Josh, if you're listening to this, We've got to have you come on the show and talk. Yeah, about we've this. got to talk about this. Hey, man, we got to talk about. We got to talk James Kitchens. We got to have yep. him on again. But there's no way we can have the two of them in the same yeah, on the same we can't conversation. Have the same conversation at the same time. I think it's just not going to happen because there's a little bit of bad blood. So, um, yeah, I don't know what's going to happen, but. If you are, if if you have never been a viral pro wrestling fan, it is your time now to watch viral pro wrestling. You need to come to the Sweetwater Gymnasium and check out viral pro wrestling. Uh, and it, the next one will be in August. I'll have the exact date for you on next week's episode. But appearing at Infection Four, Chris. He made an appearance at Infection 3, but he's coming back. It's sorry about your damn luck. <laughs> the cowboy James, James Storm, Storm is going to be back in Thompson, Georgia for Viral Pro Wrestling again. Infection 4, who knows what his role will be, who knows who he's gonna, what he's going to do or who he's going to take on, but he's coming back. 
Well, that's going to be great. That's going to be huge. Hopefully he don't come over to the TMB uh, booth and try to power drive me through the table. Actually, I would love that. That would. Be I bet you would. And anybody who's the bookers and writers up there, don't do that. Don't do that to me. They're going to do that to me. I know they will. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> it's nobody true. likes me. Okay. Anyways, so uh, so we're gonna we're definitely gonna see Chris uh, get that. And then, <laughs> Fuck you. But uh, if you want to check out more of Viral Pro Wrestling, we are also on. Uh, Fox 54 on Sunday mornings at 1 a.m. There's a nice little ad now with me on it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, and I host, uh, the TV show Toxic. So, Toxic, the best of viral pro wrestling on each and every Sunday mornings at 1 a.m. And I do have to address something actually on that before, uh, I go any further because, um, I got, a message from Josh and James uh, about how some people were saying that new episodes didn't record um, because it was labeled as a paid programming. Um, so uh, Fox can request it, right, for the TV uh, guide stations or the TV channel stations to put in their viral pro wrestling. Or they can just say paid programming. It depends on if they even care to put viral pro wrestling. Now, they did for a little bit there, um, but Fox has to send in another request for them to put that in. Um, and again, it's up to them whether they want to do it or not. So for right. those who have not been able to record a, a brand new episode of it because of the DVRs and stuff like that, um, I apologize for that. But... You know, that's out of Fox's hand and everything like that. Yeah. So, um, but hopefully they'll put in a request and everything like that. So we'll get, but if you miss any episodes, you can always go on YouTube as well. We've also got past episodes up on YouTube. So, but check it out. Toxic brand new episodes every Sunday morning at 1 a.m. on Fox 54. And that show's been gaining a lot of attention. I'm it really is. proud of what it's done. Uh, and everything like that. And yeah, um, so, and like I said, Viral Pro Wrestling is doing big things. And I don't know where we're going to go from here because in Faction 4, it is supposed to be Darius Lockhart versus Sean Legacy. And now that just got turned up to a whole new level. Mm -hmm. It's going to be one of the biggest matches of the year. I uh, Yes, it will be. Um, and. We'll see. I don't know how. I don't know how Legacy can overcome these odds. It's a huge wall put in front of him, but I can't wait to see it. I can't wait to be there in person and experience it again. Yes, it's, it's going to be great. It's going to be amazing. And like we said, we'll have the exact date um, for you uh, next week on this episode. But visit them at Viral Pro Wrestling on Facebook, and if you want to uh, book your tickets now. Uh, visit vpw.ticketbud.com, and they've also got a special seasonal pass um, for uh, what looks to be a really good price as well. Go on their Facebook for more information about how you can get a seasonal pass for Viral Pro Wrestling. But that's it right now for what's going on uh, in the world of uh, Augusta and everything like that. We will be back, though, to sign off and tell you about some more information about the Stovall Wrestling Network. Come on back with us.
is SWN. What's going on, world? Chris Dickens here, and I'm going to talk to you about the newest addition to the TMB Studios lineup back in the game. Join myself every Friday night as I go over a classic video game that you may or may not have heard of. I will talk about the impact the game had on a society as a whole, as far as us gamers go. I will also talk about the development cycle of the video game, and I will exclusively play said title right here on the podcast and give you my insight and my experience playing the video game. You don't want to miss this new podcast right here on TMB Studios. It's going to be great. So go ahead, fire up your old console, pick up that controller, and get back in the game with me, Chris Dickens, exclusively on TMB Studios. Be sure to check out all the other great podcasts as well as past episodes of this podcast right here exclusively on TMB Studios. All right, we are back here on the Stovall Wrestling Network. And Chris, it's about that time, my man. Oh, you know, I said a lot of things and everything uh, like that. I, I rant and raved. Um, but, you know, I just had to get that off my chest because that's just me as a wrestling it's fan. Healthy, that's- it's healthy. And, hey, sometimes it's needed. And Eric Bischoff said it best. Controversy creates chaos. So if this creates a lot of controversy, well, I'm looking to line my pockets. Yeah. I, oh, and yours can, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks. <laughs> one can only dream. I right? bought him Taco Bell, okay? Yeah, right. Taco <laughs> so, Bell talking. Anyways, but yeah, um, it, 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 this episode has been great. I uh, can't wait to cover more wrestling news and everything like that, and have more info about Viral Pro Wrestling and all of that uh, good stuff. And. For those of y'all wondering when we're going to get some merchandise, we're going to get it soon. We're in talks with some people, so it's coming soon. Yep, Stovall actually got his, uh, what is it, You what would you call it, the prototype, prototype t-shirt today? I am not, this is not, you can't see me. <laughs> no, not that prototype, but the actual prototype of the SWN logo shirt. Yes. Said he loved it, so we're actually working on getting that merchandise out there. Uh, like he, like he said, we're talking to some people. We're getting it going. It's coming soon. You just got to stay tuned. Check, checking back with our social media. Yes. Yes. It's uh, just, just keep checking back with us, folks, and hopefully we'll have that soon. And we're also trying to line up some interviews as well, some special interviews uh, that, that we've been wanting to have for a while. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're looking to expand and stuff like that. So it's going to be great. I've, like I've said, I've loved the feedback that I've gotten from a lot of people. Um, yeah, it's just it, it, it's been an amazing experience. And it's only going to get bigger. And could there be a possible live show? Never know. We'll All see. you got to do is just keep tuning in and keep checking back. Social media, keep watching what we do, keep watching the moves. Right. We're making them. Yep, it's going to be great. Um, and next week, for those of y'all wondering when we were going to cover an old pay-per-view or anything like that, well, I've got good news for you. We're going to do that next week. It's going to be... Spring Stampede, WCW, WCW Spring Stampede 1998. That's right, 1998, where the headline is Sting versus the Macho Man Randy Savage for the WCW World Championship. Then you've got a bat match between Rowdy Rowdy Piper and the Giant versus Hulk Hogan and Kevin Nash in a bat match. 
That's going to be great. Goldberg's on it. Chris Benoit versus uh, uh, Booker T is on it. There's just a lot of good things on this pay-per-view. So we're going to talk about that. So please tune into your WWE Network if you haven't canceled it already. And um, watch it along and everything like that. It's not a watch along on our end, but we will be talking about it and everything like that next week. So that's going to be happening. And just a lot of other stuff that's going to be going on here in the world of the Stoneball Wrestling Network. But that is all the time we have for you here today. We've already taken up a lot of your time. So we won't take up any more for Chris Dickens. I'm Caleb Stovall. Peace out, everyone.